0: Okay, guys, this is very exciting. I'm doing a crossover episode with Sarah Merrill, Big Kid Problems. I went on her podcast, the Big Kid Problem podcast, where I talked about career changes and course correction, which I'm obsessed about. So after you're done with this episode, go to the Big Kid Problems podcast to hear me and Taylor Strecker drop some serious knowledge on your asses. Welcome to Burning Hell. Welcome to Hell. I'm your host, Hannah Burner. And today I am with Sarah Merrill. Are you nervous? A little bit.
1: Why? (laughs) Just because I don't know what the hell you're
0: going to ask me. (laughs)
1: a little nervous
0: but you know what i love a girl who's like i don't know what's gonna happen but let's do this let's see what happens so you are the founder of big kid problems on instagram and twitter and i met you i think through maybe through Lindsay hubbard of summer house or through i don't know some social gathering maybe through betches
1: i think i met you i think it was at a like
0: a betches event probably yeah and, and I, I was
1: like, you make memes, I make memes. I
0: was like, we're meme sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, what I love about you is you make your own original content. Yeah, girl. You see other accounts that are just like, you know, curating other people's original, original memes. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel to that you are like doing all the grunt work on your own <laughs> and maybe other people are growing faster? Um, I mean, that's like been my experience
1: like the whole time doing this. Is because I can't put out as much content yeah. as everybody else. Because Some people I'm making are posting
0: it. six memes a day. Yeah,
1: and that I mean, I guess that helps you grow faster. Um, but yeah, I just want it, to. It's been like annoying the whole time, but it's also helped in certain ways. Like when you make your own content, at least people when they when they repost you, they retag you. Yep. Sometimes maybe like five percent of the time, but in that five percent of the time, it helps.
0: Do you have good relationships with other meme accounts now to be like? yeah that's me. Make sure you tag me Look yeah in the future
1: yeah i have like a I have like a chunk, and like i now I feel like we're kind of like our own like window of I only see their memes and mm-hmm. and they probably like we all just kind of like like each other's shit. yeah but there's
0: this weird underground meme community of that we all like talk mm-hmm. and that we all. Try, like kind of have each other's backs, but you have a big account. You have what, like three hundred fifty thousand followers. We're getting close to four hundred, baby. <laughs> I mean, half a million—that's crazy. But you also have a personal account.
1: Yeah, my personal account is like I really like. Why not did you did thought... you start it after? Tell me like the process of that. Um. So my personal account is really like my true personal account. Like Do the kids I don't curate it. A Finsta? it. yeah somebody somebody taught me that term like a year a year ago um we're old I know no it's kind of scary um but that's just like my personal shit like I post like like unfiltered photos like blurry club photos you know like it's, (laughs) it's not super curated I'm actually trying to make it a little bit better and more professional
0: well now you're not only a meme page you have a podcast that just dropped yeah, yeah. i'm so excited it's called the big kid problems podcast that <laughs> i'm actually going on tomorrow so make sure you check out the big kid problems podcast <laughs> oh my god that's so hard to say
1: um so the big thing with my pod is i take a big kid problem which is basically like a young adult issue or struggle we take one every week and then we're going to chat about it, like kind of like friends talking at a bar. And then I have an expert on to solve it. So our big kid problem is going to be... Um, have a big
0: career transition?
1: We had a better word for it. Oh, like a path
0: change? Yeah,
1: it was like a... Yeah, it was a it's a, a path change. Like you're going down one path Which and then I'm you shift. Which I'm
0: obsessed with in life. Like <laughs> I love changing shit up. Now, I kind of dove into it because I have my, so many things that I wanted to ask you about your account. But let's re-rind for the listeners and... Where were you born? (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna go way back. When you came out of your mother's womb, where were you? (laughs) I was in Florida, South Florida, so far. South Florida. Okay, and then kind of give me a brief, kind of coming of age. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up um, in
1: South Florida and the whole time I was there, I wanted to get the fuck out. Okay. (laughs) I really wanted to move to New York like ever since a young age. Why do you
0: know, how do you know New York? So
1: I had an aunt and my cousins lived in New York. Mm -hmm. They were in like Long Island, but we would come every summer and like go into the city. And I was always like, oh, the city.
0: So amazing. Do you have advice for people who feel like they were born in the wrong place?
1: Yeah, um, you can move. Like anybody, anybody <laughs> can fucking move, and that's what, it's so crazy because like everyone saw me. I mean, I didn't like come from money. I was just like I hustled. Like I saved up like all college. Mm-hmm. I like worked four nights a week and was what like, "What were you doing? Bartending? Good for you, bartending. You make that guap. <laughs> like you make that. I guap. made more bartending when I was twenty than I do now. I
0: know girls <laughs> who did like bottle service in Miami, and they were like, "Honey, I could have bought." Like four mansions. It's insane. But you don't want to ultimately stay in that path because one day you wake up and your tits are on the ground and you're like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Nightlife in
1: general is tough. I'm like a, I like ai love to sleep. I'm like a big sleeper.
0: <laughs> so. a woman by my own heart <laughs> this is an 11 a.m podcast and i woke up at 10 30 feeling like it was the middle of the night girl i set like three alarms for this <sighs>
1: <laughs> like we are that means so much to me because it means
0: you cared yeah. <laughs> just because you don't want to stay up late at night or wake up really early does not mean you're not on that hustle because the second <laughs> i'm up i'm working it just takes me a while to get up because i have possibly um whatever disorder that is chronic fatigue but i don't know i think i'm just tired a lot um but enough about me enough about me (laughs) you bartender you save money you moved to new york city
1: yeah i moved everyone in my family was like you can't move to new york city like that's insane you don't have a job and i was like watch me (laughs) watch me work yeah so i mean i just saved up and like literally that's all it takes is just like a nice like one little cushion and you just have to get out there
0: where Um, do you think you got that confidence from because like i'm not gonna lie that's ballsy
1: i i just like in my mind i there was no other option like it was weird like i was just like yeah this is what i'm doing and i don't have a plan b
0: it's like your intuition was just like this is the only plan you need yeah
1: like i was like you you gots to go so, yeah, I moved. I um, I lived in the NYU, uh, dorms. Amazing. In that summer, because I was like, oh, I'll just intern and like I'll get hired by the, my company and mm-hmm. like everything's gonna work that's out. That's what
0: happens, right? Yeah, and then like that didn't happen. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> no. corporate America is not as simple as it seems. <laughs> no. After our parents were like, oh my god, corporate America, that's how things work. Then when we tried to do it at a different time, it's not as simple, and it's almost like a way of controlling you, like you have have to go to the best college and pay the most money so that then you can get your internship at one of the top places. If you don't get into that, no one talks about what you do. Like if you don't get into the college and if you don't get that internship and then if you don't get hired after your internship, it's like no one talks about what you do and it just creates like an anxiety ridden yeah. millennial.
1: Oh, I could go on on this topic for so long because like look at what both you and I are doing. Did yep. we did our college degrees help this?
0: I had a choice <laughs> to go to Cornell because my mom went there and I was a tennis player and pay a ton of money because I didn't give scholarships for tennis or go to University of Wisconsin where I'd get a full ride. And in my head, in my heart, I was like, you don't need that Ivy league degree to get where you want to go. Cause I'm, I know that Ivy leagues help you get the interview, but I'm like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't even need an interview. (laughs) (laughs) And I, in my heart of hearts felt that obviously university of Wisconsin is an amazing school. Yeah. But like people are like spend their whole lives trying to get into an Ivy. And I'm like, it's what's inside that counts, it doesn't. The degree is just like a status thing. For sure.
1: I mean, I do not come from like a <laughs> <an> <laughs> my League school. Was, my
0: mom was smart. My dad went to four different colleges. He's smart too, but he just misbehaved.
1: Yeah, I I misbehaved too. I had like some I had a rebellious
0: years. Tell me a little more about the rebellious years. Oh god, can we not. See, you dropped it. You no. dropped it. So I would come at it. Cuz no, but you must be a rebellious person for your family to be like what are you doing to go to New York and then you just did it. Like where does that rebellion come from? Yeah, I don't
1: I don't oh, well, I mean, I always like I kind of felt like I had like the short end of the stick all light, all of my life cuz like, I saw like my friends like I'll, I'll give you an example like cheerleading like I I wanted to be a cheerleader so bad in high school and in middle school and um all my girlfriends like we were all on cheerleading together and like we would go to practice and then like their parents would pick them up Mm -hmm. and like my parents were like we can't pick you up your school's 45 minutes away so I was like (laughs) I would have to, like, wait. I would, like, pretend, like, my parents were running late, and then I would, like, go and take the city bus home. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like, I was, like... But that was just, like... I was, like, I wanted to do this, so I'm going to make it happen. Either I'm, like, I can't do... I can't be on the squad, or I'll just fucking make it work.
0: It's, like, your parents actually... Did something good by being kind of more difficult than other parents in that, like, you had to learn for yourself and not depend on them for sure. But it like lit this like fucking fire because I would be like be sitting at the city bus stop,
1: like, dude, this <laughs> sucks. I am not, I'm getting the fuck out of here the second I can. Yeah, so, so I need mean, so you get out,
0: yeah, I got and out. you go to New York City, you're in the NYU dorms. What internship did you get? I worked in the l'oreal pr department okay
1: sounds dreamy sounds dreamy yeah so i am like you know this is everything's happening on paper
0: it looks great looks
1: great i i get like this gorgeous like first day outfit (laughs) show up the elevator doors open and like everything's in boxes i'm like what's going on here and they're like oh like they shut down the department (laughs) like wait what and like basically they had they had moved it it was just like three people then like on the team and they had like it wasn't lore it was actually lancome i should specify mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and so like l'oreal was taking over like the pr and then like lancome didn't have its own like division anymore so i get there and i'm like oh there's not going to be a job for me at the end of this uh so um, I was interning like three days a week there and so I'm like I have two other days a week maybe I can get an internship
0: somewhere else. Also internships are so brutal. Like I went from being the captain of my tennis team to interning for digital marketing for a fashion boutique. They literally didn't make eye contact with me the whole time. What? They were just like, they were just like snooty fashion people and I went from Ugh, feeling like oh, fashion is rough and as an intern I was like this is what i have to do like just take people's bullshit like i want to learn but some internships are
1: horseshit yeah i'd say like 99.7 percent,
0: and you're not getting paid <laughs> no
1: actually i heard they changed that recently i heard yeah that like yeah like right after my year they're right. like you're never gonna start paying interns
0: <laughs> cool amazing <laughs> this is fun so good for you so what else were you doing Um, so
1: I was then I took an internship at another company two days a week. Um and then I was bartending cuz I wasn't getting paid at either one of those so I mm. went to the standard beer garden and I was a
0: beer girl. Just knowing how to bartend seems like a great skill. Oh, for sure. Regardless what happens in your life, you're like I could always bartend. Oh, for the record, I am the worst bartender.
1: <laughs> like I don't know anything. Like someone would just ask me for a drink, they'd ask for like a like a sexy drink and I'm just like here's a here's a rum and coke. I'm going to make it
0: strong for you. You sound like Jax from Vanderpump Rules if anyone wants. <laughs> but also i i just want listeners to know and i don't mean to be like vapid but you're like gorgeous you kind of look like you look like a like cool barbie doll (laughs) oh my god that's the nicest like you look like barbie if she didn't have like a stick up her ass (laughs) do you know you're pretty um ish
1: like i don't i don't like think i'm like a turd you know yeah you know i'm not gonna be like a dick and be like no i hate everything about myself (laughs) um but i've actually never
0: asked that on this podcast i'm like do you, so know you you're think pretty? you're really pretty See, that's literally what i did to just oh now i'm so attacked. sorry i feel attacked so how pretty do you think you are um, so you come in this place all like pretty and i have to deal with that yeah. no but i am impressed that like it's 11 a.m and you don't look like it's the morning. Oh well, I feel like it's the morning. Do you feel like being pretty has helped you with things? No, I
1: actually thought it would help a lot more. <laughs> You're like, this life was supposed to be easier.
0: Look at me, look at me.
1: I actually like. It's funny. I on my I have merchandise for yeah. big Kid problems. And yeah. One of like the first mugs I created was like too pretty to work. Uh-huh. Like too pretty to work this hard. Uh-huh. Um, because like that, it was just kind of like a joke that we had like in our office. We're
0: like. We're cute. Like, why do we have to <laughs> do all this shit? It's also funny because you picked one career. Like, you make memes. No one sees your face. Literally. Like, literally no one sees People your face. People think I'm a
1: 14-year-old boy. <laughs> I originally started Big Kid Problems anonymously because I was trying to get a job. And I, you know, I didn't want to have all of this stuff out there under my name because I'm like, I need to work. But like, you were work. doing it just for fun
0: on the side? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was doing it um, just to, like, make my friends... From school laugh
0: would you consider yourself the funny friend um i mean
1: yeah i guess but like people who meet me in person they're always kind of like oh we thought you would be like fucking funnier that's annoying <laughs> yeah. i think because it's because you're hot i'm just like low-key like i'm like low-key you, well you're
0: the kind of person that if you You're not annoying like a lot of comedians are that take up a lot of space in the room. Like you listen, which is why I like you. Yeah. And if I take the time to shut the fuck up and listen to you, you drop gold. (laughs) Like you, like even under your breath, you'll say something. I'm like, that's she's funny. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm sick of. I'm gonna go on a rant, but I'm sick of stand-up comedians acting like there's only one form of comedy. Like you have to be making jokes for like old white men and they think it's funny for it to be comedy. Right. Like you're a writer. Yeah. In my heart like that's like what i do i could see you writing a book Ooh, i see that for you i've been very intuitive lately i see you writing a book i know i heard your episode where you were talking about <gasps> oh, being my- intuitive oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I see you writing a book um, oh my god now thank you I'm, that's it's like funny. one of my life goals you're gonna do it <laughs> you're gonna do it okay so you can't find a job you start big kid problems i think a lot of people that listen like follow me and they like my kind of trajectory and journey with my tweets but like you're a legitimate incredible meme page that's all original content how does one begin
1: (laughs) um how does one begin i mean it's just it it comes from being able to create content i mean there are so many meme pages i mean you can curate that's Mm -hmm. also another way it it Mm -hmm. clearly works actually a lot faster Mm -hmm. that way um, but I think if you can just, cause that's like the biggest thing for me is like, I can just create content and I can create, I can create a lot of it.
0: Have um, you always been creative?
1: Um, yeah. Well, in the writing, in the writing area, but like, I never really like owned that. And then, um, I mean, what yeah, you I mean never really owned, owned that. It? Well, I mean, cause I was like good at other things in school that I, just like we were talking about earlier, like we were kind of like fed that whole bullshit about mm-hmm. like, you have to like, you know, do well in school. And
0: writing isn't something that people make a lot of money with. Right. What you're told exactly you're not like oh go write something and become a millionaire
1: yeah and then like same like i you know my whole goal is i was like i want to like make a lot of money and like have this lifestyle that i've like i've dreamed of um so i you know i was good at school and wanted to like go to law school that was like my goal was like go to law school did I'm, you like Miller.
0: law no <laughs> When I people, like, I want to become a lawyer, I'm like, I don't even know what that entails. Yeah.
1: I'm <laughs> like, I can read good and like retain knowledge. I can
0: argue with my brother well. <laughs> yeah. It shows that you have that hustle that you can immediately be like, yeah, bitch, I could be a lawyer if I want. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I just saw Legally Blonde like one too many times and it just like, it was, I don't know. I just like fucking grasped
0: totally, onto that. <laughs> I totally see that. <laughs> totally, everyone like that scene when she's on the treadmill, you're uh, like, ooh, I'm getting pumped up. I'm iconic. Like, Harvard Law, here Huh. <laughs> yeah. so you have two internships oh my god yeah look okay we're, i'm back-tracking. We're backtracking yeah um
1: yeah so i end up getting a job in pr because that's what my internships were for and then like actually like seven months into that i got let go wow so that was brutal why um, I had my idea of, like, what a good employee was and, like, what their definition of a good employee was were totally different things. Like, they wanted me to, like, be out at the clubs, like, super late night, like, spying on celebrities so we could, like, trade placements. And, like, it's just, like, a weird world. And I'm, like, I like to be in bed, you know? Like
0: Also, like, you need to get paid a lot if you're going to be working, like, all hours of the day. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're not going to do that. Publicity is weird because sometimes... it. It can be, like, sketchy.
1: Yeah, that's, like, not my vibe at all. I'm, like, I don't want to, like, go... It's, like,
0: Gossip Land, mm-hmm. but, like, also, like, mind games. Like, oh, I have this about Ryan Gosling. I'll give you that if you don't put the story about Teresa Judice. And then, like, that stuff, <coughs> it, it's so, such mindfuckery. Mm-hmm. It's, like, reality TV on crack.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's it's a completely different so you world. basically
0: were like i don't want to do that
1: yeah i kind of like just wasn't like playing the game the way that they wanted me to They're like if you're like a first year like you need to be you're like in your like younger 20s like be out at the clubs like do that stuff so it was it was the right move but that that was actually like the hardest period of time in my whole life because i don't getting like-
0: fired is an ego punch oh yeah right to the fucking like especially in the beginning of your career when you're like i'm gonna be great yeah <laughs> And like, they just nope. kick you in the shin <laughs> yeah um how'd you deal with that like ah it was it was actually
1: like the worst time of my whole life like I look back but just because I was so panicked you're um, probably very lonely very lonely and I was like I feel like I failed it was like my first big failure um and then I it, not only was it a, a big failure for me but then also I'm like I didn't have any money like that job barely paid me anything like I was barely scrapping by as is so i'm like i can't afford rent next month um so i started like my like every sh- all the shit started to spiral and i'm like i like this was my dream to come here in new york and like if i don't get a job immediately like it's over
0: and new york will chew you up and spit you out <laughs> yes new york doesn't give a fuck <coughs> no. about you but if you can like hold on and take the punches new york will embrace you uh, yeah yeah. So I that's so exactly what was fired. happening. I took
1: I took my beating. I got my beating. Um and eventually I mean it was like rough. Like I was having like panic attacks like daily. Had you
0: ever had anxiety before?
1: Um I had I had like a traumatic experience earlier in life that I had experienced a panic attack and then it all came back like then I was having rolling panic attacks, which have you ever heard of that? No. It, this is like a unique situation where you have like you think of a panic attack and you start to come down off of your panic attack and then you go right back up to another one and then right back down. So
0: it's like merged panic attacks. Yeah. It's How like a roller coaster take?
1: from hell. Um I was I was having rolling a panic attacks for like two weeks, which is like horrific. Um and like, so not like it sleeping. wouldn't stop
0: for two weeks?
1: No. And, like, w- couldn't sleep. Like, so that was, like, really, really bad. My friend was, like, finally, like, you need to, like, get has some help. Because yeah. you, this is, like, you're not, you're this going nowhere fast. This is something that fast.
0: alone you can't handle. Yeah. Can you tell me what traumatic experience did you have in your past? Oh, man, that's a long story.
1: <laughs> we don't have enough time. But, basically, uh, I went to, um, between the time of when I, when I graduated college and moved to New York, I went on a Euro trip with Mm -hmm. some friends and I stayed longer than my friends and traveled around solo and I got into a really bad, um, situation, like almost taken. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, that's a whole other story. And you
0: had a panic attack there? Yeah, that was the first time I had rolling panic attacks. Basically you thought that you were being kidnapped.
1: Yeah, I was like, I'm never going to see my family again. Like it was for real, like bad, um, and it was rolling that that's when i when i mean like a, not just a panic attack like it was like ro- it rolled over several days it was horrible
0: <laughs> so while you were almost getting kidnapped you were having this rolling panic attack yeah that was
1: the first time i had ever
0: experienced and they a were panic like i don't want to kidnap this person because she keeps having panic attacks. <laughs> so they're like whoa not uh, to make a kidnap joke but my dad was all, would always joke with me and he'd be like i'm not worried about you kid- getting kidnapped because they'll just like beg me to take you back yeah um, they're like this girl's like high maintenance Well, <laughs> <laughs> they're like she asked too many questions yeah. <laughs> i'm like so what was the most traumatic thing that ever happened to you yeah. <laughs> oh, i'm cracking myself up um so after your life flashes before your eyes in europe yeah did that do, do you think that changed your perspective on life in a positive way or it scared the shit out of you to what life can actually be like both Um, It definitely It shifted like
1: everything for me uh, Because like my priorities in life Completely changed Like I was like 22 coming out of college Like living it up You know like partied really hard Was so excited to come to New York Yeah
0: completely invincible Like when I get nervous If I was walking home late in New York City When I was like in high school i would like put my hood over my head so they couldn't see that i had long hair and i would like i remember once i i was, went shopping and i put a huge bag under my coat so i looked like i was pregnant and i'm like no one would connect a pregnant person right <laughs> but like that's a two for one exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, god it's so fucked up for you're sick like me i, I like know. you but uh, but please explain like that those moments in life where something so scary happens does change your perspective yeah, fear
1: is like cuz we think like we know fear, you know? And then I I I remember thinking this like when this was happening cuz I'd been like scared of things before and I was like this is like another fear. This is like another this is a this is like a whole other level of um, you know, like my life will never be the same this after isn't experiencing like- this. Oh,
0: um, my friends might find out that my mom makes me take the public school bus. Yeah. This is like, oh, I might never see my family again. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just got involved with the wrong guys?
1: No. I mean, it's like a whole long story, but I just, I just wound up in a bad situation and yeah. then ended up like getting lost. I got all robbed completely blind. <gasps> I had no cards, no, um, money. I ended up in like, I don't even know which country I was in at one point. Like it's a whole long How did you get story. out? Um, I basically I had it was so funny because when I was traveling in Europe, my mom made me wear this, um, like a goofy or she had given me like this goofy fucking like belt that you wear under your clothes with money. And I had put like a fifty dollar euro bill in there, like left it in my bag, like I wasn't gonna fucking wear it by the end of that trip. That shit was like strapped on. And I used that fifty dollar bill to get like a a train pass to get me back to my flight that was like scheduled to leave. I ended up not making that flight. It's a whole long story, Hannah. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I love. But like,
0: this is interesting to me because like most people don't have this story. No, exactly. But I'll I'll get to because that's yeah. too long to go into yeah. the details.
1: But um, what came out of that? Yeah, that's me ex- what I'm interested me in. Experiencing that, I really like. You know, I had come out. I, I I mentioned earlier, I was like a little bit of a rebellious child. I mm-hmm. kind of like resented my parents for like making me like take the city bus and mm-hmm. like you know not giving me the things that I saw my friends having mm-hmm. i came out of that and i was like i am so grateful for these people like they, they these are the ones who like love me most on this earth um i like loved my family like like petty shit doesn't seem as petty shit is like fuck it all like just be nice to each other like kind to each other like everybody like deserves like love and happiness like i was just like i don't like i you know it, it, really, it was really was it really
0: was a blessing
1: yeah but on the flip side because you asked you're like did, did you come out of this positive or did you it also i mean i came back from that trip and i was scheduled to move to new york city a week later and i was like oh Ooh. i was like i don't know if i can do this i always say
0: like my big traumatic moment was 9 11 growing up in new york city and i started playing tennis like right during that time so i always had. Like 9-11 anxiety connected to my tennis like tennis would bring my family happiness where 9-11 like when i'd win so it, where 9-11 was so much sadness so i almost felt pressure with like my tennis to like keep my family happy whoa so like what you're doing like sometimes just timing of traumatic events like you're going to new york which is traveling alone after that traumatic experience like of course you're gonna have some hindering anxiety yeah. after it sounds like you did not really um properly like treat have time that experience heal, and, deal I, with it. and heal or process it
1: yeah so that's exactly what happened is i didn't deal with it i was like just shove it shove it down in there mm-hmm. and You're and like then, we're good we're, yeah, we we're made good. it back we're gonna <laughs> go back but then it, it came back so when i got laid off and those things, all the things started to happen. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to I'm not going to be able to afford my apartment and I'm not going to be able to get another job. And all this stuff happened. Then those like rolling panic attacks. It's happening attacks, again.
0: It's something, bad's it's something bad. Happen. Something bad happening. Yeah. It all came back because now, you know, it's really that out of control feeling. Yeah. And you getting fired puts you like so out of control because it wasn't in your hands. Right. Okay. So you're having rolling panic attacks. You're in a foreign city. You have PTSD. <laughs> yes. It's not
1: looking good for you. I have a lot of content, though. Like Big Kid Problems
0: is thriving. So, so when did you start Big Kid Problems? I started that in college. So. Oh, okay. yeah. So you'd already been doing it. Um, when you first started, did it pop off? I mean, for me, yeah. And like by pop off, I mean, like
1: 100 people followed me on Twitter. And yeah. it's like,
0: Fuck so yeah. it started just on Twitter? Uh, Hannah,
1: I'm a little bit older than you. Not by much, but not by much. <laughs> I'm like, why weren't you on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we didn't have Instagram when <laughs> I was in college.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't start Instagram until like 2013.
1: Yeah, that's like when it started. Okay. I graduated in 2011.
0: So you were like making new jokes on Twitter. Yeah, I was making jokes on Twitter. and then, um... Which is where the humor originates most of the time. Yeah, and then actually, so
1: my favorite Twitter at the time was white girl problems. Oh my god, I loved White Girl Problems.
0: It was so good. Oh my god, I retweeted them. (laughs) Yeah, I retweeted them. And there's also New York City Problems.
1: That's where Big Kid Problems came from. That name was like a placeholder name, but I was like, oh, all these problems account. And I'm like, what's my thing? And I was like, oh, well, I don't really want to be an adult. I'm a big kid. Yeah. So I was like, "Uh, why do you not want to be an adult? Uh, Well, I was just I was getting ready to graduate, and I was like, oh, I have to like do all these real things. Like, you know, I have to figure out like. What all of this means, and like weird things like, uh, oh, I have to sign a lease, like, and I need to prove all of these things. And I'm like, what
0: is what taxes? Yeah, when I first saw what income tax was, I was like, this is robbery. Yeah, why has no one told me about this? Why is no one fighting for this? (laughs) I'm like, 34% of my fucking hard work goes, what isn't it more than that in In New York? In New York, it's like I feel like it's closer to 50. In New York, when I first got my tax whatever w9 i didn't or w2 who the fuck knows i didn't check the right box and they weren't taking my oh, new york no. state tax oh, and i no. got a call from my tax my accountant at the end of the year and he goes are you sitting down and i'm like what's up and he goes you owe thousands of dollars and i was like what what are you talking about apparently it said like do you want to not pay tax state taxes and i was like no yeah. <laughs> i thought i could just say no and yeah, I had like, to i'm pay. good
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway I've, I've talked to so many people who have had that same story that's horrible no one teaches you exactly like we
0: go into that's the whole Why would thing you ask me if i want to pay it or not if i have to pay it anyway yeah. so you're in college you start tweeting you have like a hundred followers or so oh i got more i got
1: more than that um on campus because then there was like like whisperings of like oh there biggie problems is apparently like from our school you
0: know it's so it
1: got like a little bit okay popular. give me some numbers I don't remember. Probably It was under a thousand. Okay,
0: but do you have like a couple hundred? Yeah,
1: but it was like I saw those numbers going up every day and I was yeah. like, oh, this is
0: cool. And were you having trouble coming up with tweets? Or not it was always just like so organic for so, you? Or, so easy, so organic. That's
1: like to this day. I mean, I can like bust out like 20 big kid problems right now.
0: <laughs> do doing? you ever have a fear that you can't? Yes. I mean, because sometimes, some days I can't. Because I like every now and then will stop. And you know when you're not in the creative mindset and you're like, Oh my god, what if I can never think of another funny tweet? No. <laughs> Which is so not it like, always coming. It's not saying, but it's something I would like make up in my head and I'm like, what if it's it's done? It's it's it's, it's over. done. It's um so you're tweeting, where were you once you got fired numbers wise?
1: Oh, I don't know. I might have been around like ten thousand. On on Twitter? Um, on Twitter, yes. And oh, I guess this might have been still before Instagram. Uh huh. Um yeah, but I think I was around that ten thousand. Did mark. you ever
0: think you could monetize it? Um, I didn't think I
1: uh, then. I don't think so. I think I was like, oh, this could potentially. I think I saw that White Girl Problems
0: had a book, and I was like, this could potentially lead to other projects, like a book. And I love and that's that. my life goal. I love <laughs> that it was like another entrepreneurial woman who was kind of showing you the way of what you can do. Yeah, well, apparently White Girl Problems is a guy. Well, you know, oh, was it? I don't know whatever anyway continue (laughs) after you got fired you had like ten thousand followers you weren't sure if you could monetize it but you were like excited about it yeah
1: so i i just kept i mean all of these problems that i was having like gave me a lot of content and i mean i was like putting shit out there that was very real very raw and people were relating to it i started growing a following faster and faster um so you were being pretty open about your issues only on big kid i mean not on my personal no you know never
0: no oh god no (laughs) No. (laughs)
1: um but yeah on big kid i was like i was like throwing out some real shit, like about like depression and anxiety but in a funny way but in a funny way yeah yeah um and people like responded pretty well to that were you were you depressed um no i i i feel like when it comes to depression like i think that that is like so bad like i think of anxiety as like you're digging a hole yeah and if you go down far enough you can reach depression um i've definitely like tasted it at like certain points but i've never stayed there yeah um so i wouldn't say i was ever depressed but i've definitely like suffered from anxiety it's true
0: like with i could see you getting depressed about your rolling anxiety by feeling like you're stuck in it but it sounds like you never felt like you had no hope of not having rolling anxiety yeah
1: yeah, and the, when it when it rolls like that, you just kind of go deeper and deeper and deeper. Exactly. And then you're like, how the hell do I get out of this?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So then Big – I'm, like, so fascinated by, like, how you got to where you are now for Big Kid Problems. What was the trajectory like from 10,000?
1: Um, the thing is, is, like, everybody always asks me, you know, like, what was, like, the big thing that, like, put you on the map? And honestly, I mean, I've just been doing this for eight years. Wow. Putting up content, like, three times a day. I've just been, like, consistent. So you do
0: three – Instagram posts a day I try to do three a day
1: not some days are not as good as others (laughs) but I usually aim for three and Uh, where did
0: you get that number from that made you feel like that was a good number
1: um it was really kind of just like I looked at my peak times and I felt like people were like commuting and then like looking at their phones at lunch break and then like at
0: night I mean night. So you were never afraid of like annoying people no. I mean, I, I
1: think I've read some of these uh, other accounts. Like, girl with no job will post, like, five times a day. is like, yeah. her number. Yeah. Um, and so I think it, the more you post, like, the better it is to get those numbers higher. Yeah. Uh, but I was just, like, I don't want to sacrifice, like, having to put up too much of other content. Like, I want to keep it mostly mine. Yeah. So I kept it at three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, but you also don't want to sacrifice the quality of your tweets just to post one. Right. Exactly. Like, I want to keep it, like high quality high quality so eight high qual. so eight, e- qual. So eight <laughs> years i actually have a new word that i'm trying to um push it's called preem what is that so it's <laughs> it's like it's like premium slash supreme it's just preem oh so like preem content i know preem is happening <laughs> oh, the fact that big problem just said preem is happening. <laughs> you guys get on the bandwagon. It's in. Like I just love saying it. Like preem. It's like feels very like sexy. The only problem is some people say it sounds too much like, like a um, premature child. Or I was thinking premature ejaculation. Or premature ejaculations. Or preem. But it, you know what? Preem has its faults. It's so do <laughs> All of us. All of us have the <laughs> faults. I'm into it. So when I'm met you as like the already established big kid problems you were like yeah i quit my job
1: yeah what job was that i mean i had oh god it's like hard to like keep track of like oh, my know. career trajectory <laughs> um i ended up i would i ended up doing uh working in a sales role okay i became director of sales for a creative recruiting firm and cool. that was the job i left i was doing really well there there's good money in that yeah i was making really good money i like loved my bosses like loved the people I worked with, was doing really, really well. You know, I actually, I actually listened to a, this podcast with, I mean, not to go like too off the rails here, mm-hmm. but I was listening, I lo- love my like personal development podcasts, mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, there was an interview with Sarah Blakely. Do you know who Sarah Blakely yeah, is? Yes, from Spanx. Um, Spanx, yes. I'm obsessed with her. Um, but she was kind of talking about how she left her job and like cr- like chased her passion at 27. And like the quote that inspired her was, um, uh, this life is not a dress rehearsal. And I, it like hit me.
0: Ooh, I love that.
1: Yeah, it like hit me. I was like, dude, like this isn't a dress rehearsal. Like this is your life you're living right now. Like time's fill- ticking. Time's ticking. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're gonna put all of your energy into something else that's like not really fulfilling you, and like you love this other project, like you gotta go all in and that's when money starts to
0: look very like gray like you're like cool i'm gonna tell stories to my kids about the money that was in my bank account like no one gives a shit at the end of the day yeah don't you think that's like different from our generation to like the last generation so different because i mean my mom was basically like yeah i was the first like woman in my family to go to college and have a career and that's a fucking great story yeah but for me i'm like i want to I have more shit that I want to say and I don't have to prove that like women can go to college. My mom had to trailblaze that for me. Yeah. So what triggered you to be like, this job is great. I love my bosses. Everyone's supportive. I'm outie.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I I kind of realized I was like, if I want to build this to like the place that I really want to, I need to like focus my time and energy in this. And I can't like, I can't do both. Do you remember how big
0: it was on Instagram at that time?
1: I think it was like, I think it was like 200,000. That's
0: a lot. Yeah. Were you monetizing it yet?
1: Yeah, I was monetizing. Um, that was the other thing too, is I was like, I'm gonna walk away from this job where I'm making a lot of money, but I have a savings. I have like these projects that are I have like you know, these brands I'm working with that I'm gonna get paid from. Like I, I wasn't walking you away had to some zero. Stuff set up.
0: I had some things set up and then Were You ever I- worried that doing sponsorships would hinder like your engagement or like people getting mad at you?
1: Yeah, I mean that's like <sighs> That's like a weird thing because, and, and I don't know if you've noticed on my account, I don't do many sponsorships. Yeah, I've
0: never seen one.
1: Yeah, I really, I, I keep it, I, I don't do many. Um, but, and that's because like I want to keep it like pretty authentic. Yeah. And also like, I don't get many. <laughs> <laughs> but then where are you making your money? So, I mean, if I get one or two of those a month, if like yeah. if it lines up, it works out. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy for me to think that like all your income is. Is all your income from the instagram so right now right now i mean i was i was consulting in social media okay that's great so i was make, doing that as well and then the last six months i moved to la and um i so i stopped consulting so really i've had to like rely heavily on on just my instagram for um my income and it's like hasn't been hasn't been great mm-hmm. um and then also i mean I, I wanted to develop this podcast so i've actually been like spending money developing my podcast yeah um but i just like i don't know why it's like the same thing like from when i moved to new york and i was just like there is no other option like i have to do this like i was like i have to do this like i have such a clear vision for what i want from this podcast and i'm gonna fucking do it it
0: seems just like a natural ne- next step so why did you move to la So, I wish I had, like, a cooler story, but um, my
1: boyfriend... You're like, I
0: got abducted (laughs) again.
1: Uh, My (laughs) My boyfriend boyfriend kidnapped me. Yeah, he kind of did. He had to move for work, and we actually did, like, I didn't want to move right away. I I stayed in New York. I remember
0: you having a lot of emotions about it. Yeah. I mean, I
1: never thought I was going to leave New York. I love New York. Where did you meet him? We met. um, We met in New York. Um, Actually... The Work is Twins set us up. <gasps> Summer House connection. They set you up? Yeah. They, they haven't
0: set me up for shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they knew him from California because he's, he's born and raised in California. Okay. Um, but he showed up to my 25th birthday party
0: and I was looking good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm pretty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking good. Okay. And did he catch your eye immediately?
1: Um, Well, what's funny is like he like, already had a huge crush on me because he had been like texting them like, who's this girl on all your photos? Um and so like I knew like they had told me like so oh he Brandon's interested you and yeah he could, it was like all over his face like he met me and it was just like meeting like fucking
0: he was already wrapped around your little finger <laughs> yeah. it was cute and did
1: you like him yeah yeah I liked him I liked him um I wasn't like I was also I I mean I was I'm getting... like tell
0: me how this works because dating <laughs> New York City
1: how does that happen <laughs> I mean I feel bad for the guy because yeah. I had the whole time he was sending uh lauren the workers twins like my photo they're like she has a boyfriend like you're, it's not gonna happen because i've been dating this other guy for two years uh-huh. and like had my heart broken <gasps> and then and then i met him of course like right after that like two months after that so did I was you in- feel emotionally ready to like no. be involved with someone i mean i thought i did but like now looking back i'm like no like you were definitely not ready and i put him through like i it was we but he rough, helped
0: you get over that last dude it's almost like he was the rebound and the real guy in one yeah but he like he's earned his stripes like he
1: went through some shit. Compared, i couldn't do
0: hell are you to the guy who broke your heart your heart
1: how is he different than that guy oh totally different how so in every way shape and form and he's actually totally different than anybody i've ever dated
0: really yeah explain
1: um well, because I, and this is funny because I've heard you say this on your podcast, <laughs> I like always went for like the tall guy, yeah. the athlete, yeah. uh, similar humor, yeah. like, funny, um, you know, I, I always like, wanted those kind of connections and like, and then he is like definitely like the more like quieter, um, you know, he, he's still tall. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bitch, I'm not going to sacrifice that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But he um, is much more low key. He's like very like... He's like much more of a listener and is just like, I love
0: listeners. Yeah,
1: he's so sweet and like just like the nicest guy. Like, if we were at a party, like he would make an effort to like go to the person who's like not talking to anybody and like strike up a conversation with them. So he's
0: like hubby material. Yeah, I think it's fun to date the party boys when you're younger and learn how they're not good for you and <laughs> rip your heart out. Yeah, lately I'm so into shy guys cuz I'm like what's it like to be shy? I'm like <laughs> let me see what your world is like. And it's fascinating to me where other guys I'm like, should we just talk over each other for 2 hours and then have sex? Cool.
1: Yeah, like let's get our each one of our stories out. But there is something to be said about like the yin and yang of oh, a relationship yeah. like Oh yeah. Yeah, like you probably need your yang.
0: 100 (laughs) percent, and i also have a side to me that like i like to be really quiet and turned off Mm. or like i like to just be like are we the same person we might be like (laughs) i have a a side that's so performative then i have a side that's like i just want to like worry about the future for like an hour and be like helpless and i like someone who's just really calm and confident they're like you're good yeah because i feel like i'm everyone's hype girl sometimes and sometimes i just need someone to be like hey you're good
1: (laughs) yeah like a sturdy 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 (laughs) like rock steady like mellow yeah
0: yeah yeah (laughs) and i'm like starting to realize that um we're gonna end with the seven deadly sins seven deadly sins what are you greedy about
1: um i'm greedy about my time like for sure i uh i just don't like to like give my time to people
0: like, so will you just straight up say no i'm not available
1: yeah like a lot like i don't go to things like unless i like want to go <laughs>
0: oh i lo- there's a freedom to that isn't there for sure and then you once you start saying no i feel like your friends start realizing like oh, I can't assume that she'll always be everywhere. And they like, it's easier to say no in the future.
1: Yeah. And it makes the times that you do go out like much more valuable. Oh, yeah. Your
0: friends appreciate you way more when you when are you're not When you're not yeah. around. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It's I mean, so I've
1: true. been like away from New York for the last few months. And okay. like, everyone's loving on me so hard. I come here. I'm like, That's I love That's the this. trick. Do
0: not make yourself too available to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Go home and sleep. Who are you envious of? Um... I'm not really
1: like an envious person. I'm always like, i if I see some something that somebody has that I want, I'm like always like, I'm more so like use that constructively. I'm like, oh,
0: what are they doing? Like, let me fucking use that. It's like your your story with Sarah Blakely. Is that her name?
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I would say I'm envious of like, so because we're in the social media space, yeah. like of other accounts that blow up overnight. <laughs> like, I am envious of that. Like, yodeling kid. Like, I'm fucking envious. Like, I've been working at this. Like like three posts a day all day eight years and like yodeling kid like yodeled in a walmart and has eight million well, followers i feel like
0: people would feel that way towards me like actresses who've been working their whole life to like get on tv and then i'm like i will fart in the hot tub and people are like you're a star we're putting you on tv so i like understand it and it's kind of like Everyone is going to have their waves of success. Mm -hmm. And like also what you've done, like you have so much knowledge behind it and you have so much like that's why you're still on your podcast. That's why you're going to have a book in the future because you have put your heart and soul into this and you have the knowledge to expand off of it. True. And also sometimes when people have like crazy success overnight, they have imposter syndrome and that sucks. (laughs) So good luck with that bitch. Um, What are you gluttonous about? um because you look like cool barbie So like what does cool barbie get gluttonous about
1: um i'm gluttonous about like skincare oh
0: my god i love see that's something like interpersonal i'd like to see more of (laughs) really yeah i am like a psycho oh my god i'm a total psycho that's why i've like you look like you're 24 oh my god thank you so you look like you're 24 i would love to see a um morning regimen yeah
1: i'm i'm i i am i try everything and then i like actually just found like these products that i'm obsessed
0: with i think so much of the skincare industry is bullshit yeah like they're like oh this has collagen oh this has this and you're like you're just making me spend so much money when i don't understand yeah i'm happening. like very
1: diligent about like trying products and like seeing the actual results and, like, actual results and i finally like when but i do have to do something... real experiments
0: to see that yeah you have to there's do... so many
1: variables for sure um i find like when i finally find something that i love like i have like yeah
0: can you give a piece of advice for our audience from uh, like a, your...
1: like a product. Or... Yeah, cuz my
0: thing is the skincare industry does so well at like bullshitting you because it runs on such a strong fear of women aging. So it's like, mm-hmm. "Don't age, you need this." And you're like, "Okay, here's $300." Yeah, like, "Don't make me old." Yeah. Um, oh my god, I could do a whole other podcast about that. <laughs>
1: um, I I'd say a big thing is Like you uh, don't have an under-eye girl. Yeah, I do. I have makeup on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> False. Fake news. Fake um, <laughs> uh, My big thing is I use, like, this um, hydrating oil now on my skin. Like, okay. right after I wash my face, I put my hydrating oil on. And I also, this is so important to your younger listeners, uh-huh. put it on your neck and mm. put it on your decolletage.
0: that's what my (laughs) that's what my nana still got it would say if anyone follows her oh my god i saw
1: her she's an icon her
0: whole thing were you at the you were no
1: no no i saw i saw her on instagram Instagram. okay yeah Yeah,
0: she's all about the decolletage and the neck next question when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath
1: i guess it's probably my dog (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, that's so
0: cute. Wait, what's your dog's name again?
1: Tucker. He has an Instagram, the good boy oh my Tucker. God. I Shout feel out. like
0: Tucker broke up with me in a past life.
1: He's like a fuckboy.
0: I can tell by his name. He's a
1: total fuck boy. And he he knows knows he's cute. He knows he's cute. He gets away with everything. Like, he just, like, tore up my entire, like, out... If you follow him on Instagram, I mean, I'm posting videos all the time because he's, like, doing bad shit all the time. He's
0: a bad boy. He's a bad boy, I know. What did you get mad about recently?
1: He tore up my entire fucking couch.
0: Couches are expensive. I know.
1: It was, like, an outdoor couch, too. Did he know
0: he was being bad?
1: Yeah. Like, what he does is I looked at the couch and I, like lost my mind for yeah. two seconds started yelling at him and he just like wags his tail
0: oh so he just wanted attention he does yeah. bad things for attention he should see a psychologist about that
1: <laughs> he has some serious like <laughs> issues you when you get out. mad
0: at him what do you do like do you like spray him with water like what do people do
1: i actually want to start doing that because he's just a little dick right now yeah I'm, like he, like, I he doesn't understand
0: him. there are repercussions for your actions tucker Yeah, seriously. maybe you should text someone back sometimes tucker <laughs> Okay, sorry I'm yelling. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you were a sloth? Cause like you run your own business, you could be a sloth sometimes if you want. Or do you get scared because you will be broke if you're a sloth? <laughs> I, that's actually a funny question.
1: Um, I I mean, in my heart, I'm like a sloth all the time. Like I can I I love my sleeps. I love my sleep. Sleeps
0: on sleeps on sleeps. (laughs) That's my hashtag middle name.
1: Yeah. That is the thing though is like running my own shit now. It's like you can't stop or like you don't make any money.
0: It's so funny. I feel like I never stop working until I close my eyes because so much of it's on social media. Yeah. Even though my dad tells me that I need to get off my phone. I'm like, dad, I'm trying to make that money while also stalk my ex at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I actually just tweeted to promote my own Twitter um about naps like I'm either recovering from a nap or like about to nap I'm never just like awake
1: oh that's a good one yeah I like I've been getting guilty now like around if I want to like especially in the mid days of the week if I try and nap during the week I Mm. like feel like a real piece of shit. but then
0: you remind yourself you're like working on Saturdays and Sundays so like you have to give yourself some breaks
1: yeah I've been using my breaks now more for like emotional breakdowns. Yes. And emotional <laughs> breakdowns, you
0: need to give yourself a couple hours because you have you have the lead up to it, the breakdown, then the recovery period. <laughs> recovery
1: period. Yeah. Do you so know that's, that picture? It's really milking into my nap time right now. I know. What
0: the fuck? And then there's an emotional breakdown like post-depression nap you have to have. <laughs> no,
1: A good depression
0: nap. I love the meme of Courtney Kardashian who just like looks kind of a mess. And it's like me after my 10th emotional breakdown of the day. <laughs> Because uh, you always just look like you just it's went to a spa. Is <laughs> <laughs> like your hair's a little messy, a little wet under the eye, mm-hmm. like a nice facial. Okay. um, This is a tough one. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something?
1: All the time. <laughs> All the time. Well, I think for me, I, I have like a hard time like asking people for like help. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'll just... I don't know. like, And you're so on
0: your own. That could get so lonely.
1: Yeah. Like, especially in business, like, I hate asking, like, other people for favors. But, like, I sometimes, like, you know, need to know
0: shit. And you're <laughs> you're not, like, no one's a jack of every trade. Right. So it's, like, you might be great at the writing of stuff, but you're not necessarily that good at pitching or you're not that good at, like, the accounting aspect of it. Like, let people do what they're good at. Exactly. But you probably run
1: into this, too, now, like, that you're doing yeah. your own thing. like you sometimes feel weird asking people, even though they're probably happy to help you. I know. It's just kind of, like, awkward.
0: It is awkward. And sometimes when it's my friends, honestly, I try to just, like, pay them a little if I, like, need them to help me with an event or, like, with a production thing just to be, like, I'm not using you. Yeah. But also, like, deep down... Yeah, it gets hard because, like, you want to ask someone who likes you, like your friend, but then you also don't want to abuse the friendship. Yeah. You know what I think
1: is the honest, like, answer to that? Yeah. Is just, this is what I've been doing. I mean, it hasn't worked yet, but I I really think it will one day. Is just to, like, I'm constantly, like, trying to help other people. Like, I just try and help. Other people, and then with the hopes that like someday, like if I need help, someone. I will, know what you're doing wrong.
0: Whenever you help anyone, you put it in an Excel doc and you say exactly what you did and <laughs> how long. And then when you need them, you fucking come back and you remember when I spent three hours helping you with that email list. Yeah, yeah bitch, I need you now. <laughs>
1: on this date. On this <laughs> date. <laughs> yeah. You
0: throw that shit back in them with numbers. Oh, that's smart. I should start doing that. I'm gonna do that right now after this that's podcast. Actually, actually, actually. Really
1: smart. Yeah. Like I'm gonna work on my Excel doc. Yeah. Tonight.
0: Like I don't do favors, honey. Like, like, I look nice, but I'm going to come back at you soon. <laughs> That's the world we live in, folks. Welcome to life. Okay. Um, last question. When was the last time you lusted over someone?
1: Uh, I man, feel like I'm gonna everyone. going like to, really disappoint you with this question. But I feel like
0: everyone in L.A. is, like, so annoyingly hot. Like, in, like.
1: The girls are really hot. I think the girls are hot. Like the guys, the guys. are kind of metro. There's too metro for me. There's they're too pretty. pretty Way yeah, too pretty. Um, I guess I'll say my boyfriend. I lost mm-hmm. over him. Um, I also okay. I do have like a weird like kind of like like serial not serial killer crush. What's the um when somebody's too young for you?
0: Oh well, you're like a cougar.
1: I'm cougaring over. What's that like, Robson? Sente- I don't fucking know his name. He's like that.
0: oh yeah, Rob. No. Noah Centineo yes. oh, or something so we're so old we don't even know his name
1: <laughs> but I saw him on that Netflix like movie I of- didn't watch
0: it but it's um to all the guys, the guys girls I are I've before.
1: It. and he's like like 16 he has nice. like swag I'm 30 years old oh and my god he has some like big dick energy
0: so I want to know even though you're like really beautiful and successful you have hell mm-hmm. and how do you cope with it
1: Okay, my honest answer, like what's coming to me, is that I always, I'm a planner. Like Mm -hmm. I'm always like, if I feel out of control in a situation, my way of like dealing with it is to get some form of control, which Mm -hmm. like we can't always do, but I just try and put some type of plan in place. So
0: it's like take action. Yeah, I
1: have to take action. So I will like, even if it's just doing the smallest thing, as long as I'm doing something. And
0: you focus on what you can control in the situation. Right. At the end of the day, you just you have yourself Mm
1: -hmm. and you can
0: have accountability for yourself but also not being too hard on yourself if things don't go right
1: yeah that's very true but it is I mean I think at the end of the day like if you just know that you've done everything you can and shit's still not working out at least you can like hang your hat on that you know yeah I fucking did something and
0: sometimes if you're putting your all into something and it's not working it's the universe telling you to stop I hate to be that person because everyone's like, never quit. Follow your <laughs> dreams. But sometimes, like, if it doesn't feel right, maybe it's not right. Yeah. Is that a morbid way to end this? Probably. It's so I, sad.
1: I, but I... Okay, just to, like, make it possible Because <laughs> I'm in one of those. Like, I have... I'm having, like, struggles left and right where it's, like, I keep hitting walls. Like, yeah. I keep getting hit against the wall and I'm, like, trying so hard and then, like, she's just, like, not pushing through. Yeah. And that one... I think one of the ways to deal with that is like, yeah, one of those answers is maybe the universe. It's like, hey girl, it ain't working for you. Like stop. But I just try and like listen to like my heart. And I'm like, my heart is telling me like, I'm not totally done yet. Like, I'm going to try it one more time. I'm going to try it a different way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like until I get to the point where I'm, like, living on the street.
0: Like, just to rephrase what I said, obstacles are good because they're literally just lessons to make you better and better and better at where you're going. And if you're going to accomplish something, you don't just want to accomplish it. You want to be like, I overcame shit. Yeah. But if something, like, deep down in your heart feels wrong and you're still pushing, there's no reason to keep pushing if your heart isn't telling you that it's the right thing to do. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, Sarah Merrill is so incredible. She has the Big Kid Problems podcast where she talks to experts about stuff and her funny friends. But um, <laughs> I, I think you guys need to subscribe. Subscribe to Burning in Hell if you're not. Give us both five stars because... Um, that's just a nice thing to do, and we love you. And then also follow Big Kid Problems on Instagram. She's hysterical. She does all her original content. She's the bitch. And then also Sarah Merrill has her own account. Yeah, that's pretty fun too. Like I'm into it. Yes, and I'm picky. (laughs) Oh, okay, guys. I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for coming to hell. (laughs) Ha
1: <laughs>